before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Yes, today I've got Coach Jericho Silvernail with me. Uh, Coach Silvernail has been coaching for seven years now, and he is entering his third season as at uh, Long Beach City College and his second season as the defensive recruiting coordinator there. Uh, prior to coaching for the Vikings, Coach Silvernail spent time coaching at Cerrados High School in 2017 uh, at Peninsula High School. And at uh, coach helped coach in the 2014 Orange County All Star Game with the Huntington Beach High School staff. Uh, coach Silverner started his coaching career as the freshman offensive coordinator and assistant head coach for Santiago High School of Garden Grove in 2013. Coach, what's going on? Glad to have you. How's it going? What's up, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's it's uh, good to talk to you again. I, I just I was telling you before we started recording. Um, you know, I'm not sure the date of this when these air, but uh, this morning I interviewed our, our friend Cole Webb, um, and we kind of talked a little bit about sort of our um, our relationship and how we started, you know, how we met and how we started to be friends and, and kind of the the beauty of this coaching world and and, uh, and how that all kind of came to be. So it's uh, it's great to talk to you on the phone right now and, and, and get you on the podcast. Oh, for sure, man. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've coached a lot of different schools and, and, and uh, you know, obviously now, uh, for those that don't know, you are a, a defensive coach. Uh, but talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the teams you've been on and some of the teams you've been around and, and how the offensive line played into, uh, into the success of those teams. So I started off um, as a freshman offensive coordinator my first year coaching, and I was the offensive line coach there. And I just wanted to score points. I was a very young, naive coach. And uh, like most of us, I think, start off as. Right. And um, I was so focused on everything else that I forgot the line play. And my first game ever coaching, I ran a play-action pass, the first play of the game. And I realized midway through the play that I forgot to teach my line how to pass block. So. Nice. It Yeah. <laughs> Um, and as an offensive line guy, I was very ashamed of myself. Um, and what's worse is that it went for a pick six. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I kind of had to go back to the drawing board and go, okay, well, what's the foundation that I need? And so from my, fr- from my first uh, job at Santiago, coaching the O-line, I went to um, – I helped coach at Huntington Beach High School um, for a little bit. And I was actually a defense assistant there um for the head coach that was there at the time and I ended up coaching the all-star game like you said um and then prior to the season I took a step back because I was actually getting married that year so I didn't really get to go the full season there but my first major varsity job was actually at Peninsula High School in Rolling Hills um where I was able to actually take control of a varsity offensive line and I had six guys in my group and I got to spend time with them every day and just trying to find different ways to bring them together. And I think I had the camaraderie part, but I was still learning technique as a, 
young coach mm-hmm. uh, and learning how to translate what I want them to do onto the field. And I had a really tough time just because like I, I didn't have a ton of playing experience in high school. Like I, I played football for, from youth all the way through high school. But I, when I got to my junior and senior high school, I didn't really play all that much. Right. So I'm just trying to learn as I go. And then um, at Cerritos, I ended up taking a lot of hats by being the offensive line coach, the defensive line coach, special teams coordinator, lower level line coach, basically, and defensive coordinator there. And it, it taught me a lot with not every, not every lineman is going to be 6'3", 250, 260. I had guys on my line at Cerritos who were, I think, 5'8", like 180. Right. <laughs> so, like, just learning how to do – to work with the different uh, the different types of offensive linemen and knowing that we all come in different shapes and sizes. And uh, I think being at these different schools has really helped me kind of hone that in of yeah. – not everybody's built the same and different teachings. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's funny you said that, you know, your first job with the, the, you know, the, the kind of the forgetting to teach them the past pro it's, it's tough sometimes, you know, I, I, when you wear those that many hats and you're worried about implementing an offense and you're worried about doing these types of things you, you do, you know, I can, I can remember my second year as a head coach, um, just the offensive line got kind of pushed to the side and it was unfortunate for them and, and not fair, but um, you know, it's one of those things that you look back on as, as you move forward and progress through coaching that, that you realize, well, I got to do it, you know, next time this comes about, I got to do a much better job of, of that, um, you know, that aspect of my coaching. Yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah. and it was the biggest learning experience too, because that first year when I was coaching it, it kind of blindsided me a little bit because I was expecting every kid to know, Oh, you right. just, it's pass block. It's pass protection. You should know what you're doing. Right. And that really kind of opened my eyes. Like, Oh, you actually have to teach. Right. Yeah. So my, my first question, we're going to kind of, I'm going to, I told you before we started recording, I was going to save this one for last, but you kind of touched on it um, a bit. So we're going to kind of move it, shift to the forward uh, okay. uh, a part of this, but you know, you talked about your playing career in high school and you didn't play much as a junior and senior. Um, go ahead and explain everybody why that is, where you played at and, and, and who you played for um, and, and kind of talk about that experience just briefly. Okay. Um, so I went to modern day high school in Santa Ana. Um, so they have recently become a national powerhouse again. Um mm-hmm competing for national titles every year, which makes me very happy as an alumni. Um, I played for the current head coach, Bruce Rollinson, who is still um, one of the most admired people in my life I looked up to. Right. And, um, one of the, got, and one of the best high school coaches, if not football coaches in, in America at, at any level. 100%. And he's one of the probably the best motivator uh there is he's like fox sports west out here still uses his pregame speeches for uh high school football so it's pretty cool um but so my junior and senior year um i actually had the the pleasure of playing with matt barkley who's up at uh the buffalo bills right now um but our offensive line we had my junior year had i think four d1 starters and then my senior year ended up having five 
Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was, I was not that build. I was, <laughs> I'm still the same height. I was 5'11", uh, 240 in high school, which if I would have played at a probably a pub, local public school, I probably would have started. Um, but the, the guys I played with and the knowledge I gained from the coaches I had mm-hmm. is helping me to this day. And honestly, it was one of the greatest experiences and it, it made me who I am today. Yeah. Playing in school. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable kind of just watching those guys, you know, I can remember, obviously I'm older than you, but I can tell you some names and you'll remember them, but I, I can remember watching, they would replay old games. And, and so I remember watching like, uh, Matt Grudigood play and, and, yeah. and Leinert and, and all those guys playing against like Long Beach Poly and just like, I mean, there, there are guys and there are guys from Long Beach Poly who played 10 years in the NFL that still talk about Matt Grudigood being the best football player they ever played against. And, and like that, that to me is just like amazing. And, and so I can, I remember watching those games and, and the red uniforms and the, the <laughs> three striped helmets and the, you yes, know, you sir. and I, you and I had the conversation before about the the spatted shoes and kind of how that was a that was an earned thing. Not a you know you didn't just do that. You had to you had to earn that and earn that honor. So it was always it was one of those places, one of those schools that was always kind of cool. To, and and for me to sit and talk with you about kind of your experiences there was always kind of interesting to me. Yeah, man. It, like, and I, I never had the honor of uh, getting my cleats batted. I never got that much time. But uh, <laughs> the the times I did get it, I made sure that. Uh, I made it worth it. And cause my dad went to modern day. So my dad uh, actually is an alumni from there too. He actually okay. started, he was a starting nose guard there for uh, the 84 team. So did so, he, did he play for coach Rollison too? No, Rollo came um, in 89. Okay. My dad so right played after. for um, Wayne Cro- Cochran. Okay. So he played and my dad's still like, that's, that's where I got my love for modern day football was from my dad. Like I'll right. never forget. It was, was it, 96, my first modern day game. We went to modern day Servite, which modern day Servite used to be the huge rivalry. Now it's modern day Bosco, but right. modern day Servite was like hatred. And uh, I'll never forget. Like we went, I like the crowd was huge. And as like a six year old, you're like, Oh, I want to play here. This is awesome. So it was, yeah. I definitely got that love from my dad. That's so awesome. that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll shift gears now. We'll talk a little bit about coaching now. But um, okay. talk talk to me some about kind of you know, obviously you coach now in the junior college level. Um, you know, you help recruit uh, the the for the defensive side of the ball. Talk to me about junior college coaching. How you know, how how is it for you and, and what sort of uh, you know, I've talked to I've talked to another junior college coach on here before about sort of some of the some of the myths of junior college football so to speak you know people think juco they think oh they're they're just their grades are bad they're not good enough or or or, you know their grades weren't good enough to get to school talk to me talk to me about junior college coaching and and you know kind of your experience with it and and how it's uh how it's been a positive so i am extremely blessed to be able to coach where i coach at i have a wonderful head coach in brett peabody i have a wonderful defensive coordinator in steven flores and my partner in crime on the defensive line brandon patterson he's like he's taught me a lot so I've I've been fortunate enough to be on a really good staff um and being in Long Beach California there's a hotbed of talent you know what I mean like we like we share the stadium with Polly right so we get like there's there's some there's something called more league speed or Long Beach speed 
where if you put our guys up against anybody in the country, they're probably some of the fastest in the country. So being able to coach that talent um, is a huge blessing and just being able to be around it. Um, now coaching Juco wise with the kids, we get everything, man. We get guys who may have been looked over because they were maybe not tall enough. And then they come to us and get film against really, really good competition. Right. And we'll get picked up or we get guys like the, the stereotype of maybe not have the best grades. Um, and they come to junior college and they pick their grades up and they learn how to be a student before they learn how to be an athlete and they kind of put everything together. Um, so it's, it's definitely different. And we get guys who get looked over who maybe should have, should have gotten offered in high school. We scratch our heads. Like how did this guy not get anything? Right. And those guys are the, the guys who end up leaving after a year. Like that's the good thing about uh, with us is that we actually have had, I think 24 freshman qualifiers go on to division one colleges after their first year with us in six years. Wow. So we have, we have a really good record with uh, getting freshmen out. And uh, we actually also, <laughs> we led the, we led the state. I think we tied with the state. Not, we had nine guys go sign D one this year. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. Which is really good. Cause we get to go against uh like same conference as Saddleback and uh, or same division as Saddleback, excuse me, which is a perennial power and Riverside. We got to go against Riverside this year who ended up being the national champion. So going against that high of competition and that level of coaching, uh, it makes it intense every week. And it's like a big, big college environment, but, not as many people in the stands. Right. If that makes any sense. No, yeah. I mean, it definitely does. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, you know, you're not going to, it's, it's rare at any level these days, unless you're at the, you know, the, the top of the top where you get full stands like that, you know? Yeah. But the guys I get to coach every day too are phenomenal athletes. Like I get like four, what is it? Three of my four starting D linemen are going to D1 schools, are going to group of five. I have two going to Boise State and one going to Houston. And, like, both my ends were All-Americans. Like, right. I, you, you don't really get that anywhere else, you know what I mean? Like, unless you're at, like, a major school. But I get – they make me look really good. Right. <laughs> they, <laughs> they make, make me look like the best easier, coach. Huh? Oh, 100%. When we can go, hey, what do you want to run? And we look at our defensive coordinator and go, well, it doesn't really matter. We can run whatever we want. Like right. our Jimmy's are better than their Joe's most of the time. Yeah, that makes it, that definitely makes it a lot easier for sure. Um, you know, kind of moving on, same, you know, similar to that topic, you talk about, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's what, as a, as a, as a defensive line coach, what, what is it you're looking at? from the offensive line when you scout them and, and, you know, obviously you were a guy that played offensive line before and have coached offensive line before, but, but now coaching the defensive side of the ball, when you scout the offensive line, what are your, what are your eyes going towards? So when I watch the film of our opponent every week, I look for on their offensive line, what I would fix. So like I try to grade it as if I was their coach. Um, Obviously, I don't know what their scheme is or anything like that. Like, but if it's inside zones, inside zone, 
know what I mean? Are they taking, are they losing ground when they gain a step? Like what is, what is something I would not want my guy to do? Um, and then I'll translate it onto the defensive side of, okay, Hey, this is what they do. This is how we're going to disrupt it. So like if we play um, a school where their offensive line always falls steps, we're going to focus on making sure we're extremely violent with their, um, with getting our hands on their, their V the neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I try to coach it from, I try to coach the defensive line as an offensive line coach. Right. And I've, and it's, it's gotten easier because I stopped trying to coach the defensive line as a defensive line coach. Right. If that makes any sense. Because yeah, I'm not a, like, I'm, sense, yeah. I'm not a defensive line coach. Like I'm not like, I'm not that guy. I'm not a, like the, my, my partner who I work with, Brandon, he's the defensive line guy, like played at Louisiana tech, like just undersized dude, but got to play D one ball. Cause he's just that guy. And he's a D line guy. And I'm very lucky to learn from him, but I tried too much to be like him when coaching my first year there. Mm-hmm. And then this past year I was like, okay, well, I need to look at it from an offensive line standpoint. And I honestly just watch their film and try to dissect it and whatever they mess up on. I want to keep them messing up on it. Right. Right. Do you, I mean, do you find that, um, you know, what's been the, what's been the most difficult thing for you and, 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 you know, doing that. And I know, I know at times you've talked about wanting to get back and coach the offensive line. Do you, do you still feel that way? Or are you, do you, are you kind of starting to enjoy the process of being that defensive line guy? Oh, I love the process of being the defensive line guy, but I like to, to say that I wouldn't want to coach offensive line again, I'd be lying to you. you right. I mean, I love, I love being a part of that group and I feel like it would be easier for me to be an offensive line coach. Right because I have more knowledge, but with the defensive line, I have to learn every single day of what I want from them and how I'm going to translate it to them. And like, I'm basically like, I'm still learning. You know what I mean? Like to say that I've, I've learned as much as I can would, I think we've said, we've said it before we've talked about it, but if you stop learning, you're done. Right. But I think on the defensive side of the ball, I always have to be aware that I don't know everything and I don't know the ins and outs. So I have to pay attention. Right. So it forces me to kind of heighten everything up. So I love the detail of it. And I love calling defense. Like I want to be a defensive coordinator. I don't think I want to be an offensive coordinator at any point, but yeah, I want to coach offensive line again, but I love coaching defensive line. Man. Yeah. I, I, I love my guys. I love, I love the energy we can bring to it. Right. And, and I've heard a lot of people say, you know, if you want to be truthfully to, to, if you want to be a great, you know, head coach or you want to be, a, you know, you should coach both sides of the ball at some point. So, you know, that's just, it's just preparing you to, you know, know everything that you need to know about football really. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, coach, last question I've got for you. And this, you know, this has been the one that it stumped Cole, but he gave me a pretty good answer. Um, if if you could build, you know build that Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen through guys that you played with, um, or have coached, or have just been a fan of, who who would be on that Mount Rushmore? Who would be the five guys? So I'm gonna I'm gonna do guys that I grew up watching, okay, and uh, kind of idolize but really love the way they play. Right. So I'll start off at tackles. Um, Orlando Pace, 
you got to, I like, I, as a kid who grew up in the 90s, I have to put <laughs> Orlando Pace because he's just the dude. He's, yeah. he's the offensive line. He made offensive line cool for us. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, he made it like he was the highest paid tackle. Like, he, he, he got the money. He was the blind side. He was the man. You're right. Um, other side, I got to get Willie Rofe. Um, more so because big Willie Rofe, big Saints guy. Uh, my dad's a Saints fan. So I grew up watching Willie Rofe just pancake my guys as a Panther fan. Right. Uh, so that was – but he uh, – I, I just love the way he played and just the kind of finesse he brought to everything. Um, my guards, I'm going to go a little bit youth. I'm going to go Quentin Nelson just because he's just nasty. Yeah. He's everything you want in offensive lineman, man. I love how he plays the game with violence. Him and Zach Martin would be my uh, my guards from the okay. Cowboys. And then uh, my center, my uh, – I'll say my idol growing up um, as a center is uh, Kevin Maway. Okay. Uh, and I'm kicking myself because my first year at the convention, I saw him and I didn't say what's up to him. Yeah. He's uh he's a pretty he's a pretty awesome guy and he's pretty easy to talk to. Yeah. He he I I did the same thing. I I I've talked to him before through the chat obviously and and I I saw him. He was about one one person in front of me at line my first year at the convention and I just didn't go up and say hi and he he told me I was an idiot after that. He's like, "Just come say hi next time." So, yeah. I I I get what I I 100% get what you're saying there. So, hopefully uh hopefully at the convention next year. I uh I actually get to see him and and uh, get to introduce myself because he was somebody I actually like really looked up to as a player and just loved. He just brought intelligence to the position. He he was like, he's what I thought a center should be. Right. Great leader and just, yeah, just he's a good dude. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, all right, Coach. Well, uh, before we get you out of here, do me a favor, drop your Twitter handle and any other information that uh, you want these guys to know. Uh, sure. It's at coach Silvernail, just coach. And then Silvernail, my last name. Um, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, probably a little too active if you ask my wife, <laughs> uh, but, uh, no. And, uh, I'm usually on the hog football chat every Monday as, uh, your favorite de- defensive line coach. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, at coach Silvernail, if anybody's out in California, come check. Long Beach City College out, the Vikings, looking to win a national title this year. So, Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Coach. Hope, hope everyone in the family is, uh, you know, is staying safe and staying healthy. And, uh, you know, looking forward, to, looking forward to seeing you again at the convention this year and, and, and talking to you soon. Appreciate you, brother. You too. All right. Take care. Later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe. And you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Thank you.